Welcome back, everyone, to the eighth episode of the Mindify Crash podcast. Crazy that we've already been doing this for eight weeks now. This season is almost coming to an end, but today's guest is super, super excited to be here. Got an awesome story. He is known for many things, and at one point in time, he was considered public enemy number one. He has since transformed his life into the unimaginable. Providing hope with a true rags-to-riches story, I give you the man by many names. Cody Banks, Cody Van Hoos, or simply Big Cody. All right, bro, we're live. Thank you for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm bro? good. I'm good. I'm glad that you're here. I'm, no, I'm excited thank you for, for this. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for having me. We uh, we put this in the works, you know, what, be, beginning of last week, about a week ago from today, yeah. and <laughs> we haven't stopped talking about it since, man. Yeah. Yep. So let's just get right into it. I want to know, where did everything start for you? Well, um... I'm I'm 27 years old, man. I I grew up in Kentucky. I was born in Kentucky, man. Um, I got a bunch of siblings, all all females. I only have one one living brother. Um, uh, single parent home. You know, both my parents were addicts and alcoholics. Uh, you know, my mom ended up um, you know, going down her 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 path and. Uh, getting her life together and she moved to Ohio and um while she was getting her life together I was living with my dad who was fresh home from prison and um in Kentucky still in Kentucky still yeah and uh you know my mom got her stuff together here in Ohio and she came and picked me up one day and you know I was I was here you know that's how I got to Ohio but um you know I I come from all the all my family is all women you know, I was raised by all women, grandma, mom, aunts, you know, so I I didn't really have a, a good father figure in my life or a positive, any positive male role models. You know, um, my dad was not the dad that taught me how to play baseball. You know, he taught me how to grow weed or, you know, right. cut cocaine or, you know, how to get pills from different doctors shit mm-hmm. like that you know like i it, it was all bad influences so. and how old were you how old were you when when you came here um i was 15 i believe okay yes 15 14 so, yeah 14 i'm sorry 14 so you spent a lot of your childhood kind of learning the wrong way to do things yeah i, I was in this i was in the streets um right around probably like 10 years old Damn, yeah. dude, that's insane to, to comprehend that. That is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 real life for me. When it's your reality, when you are that young and really living that life, for anyone listening, I mean, and as this, this episode goes on, you will understand that there is nothing short from the truth that we're going to be speaking. How is that as a kid to process your reality? You know, I didn't understand all I knew is that I had younger siblings that depended on me, you know, and mm-hmm. my parents weren't making the best choices then. So, you know, I I did whatever it took to make sure that, you know, we didn't go hungry at night. You Get know, it by any we means. Warm. Yeah, most definitely. That's crazy. Most definitely. But it's awesome, too. So, like, you were you essentially were forced to grow up missing a, a major chunk of your childhood. Yeah. I, I didn't have a childhood at all. No, and that's it's hard to 
to understand that it's hard to not just to feel the sorrow for the child yeah, in like, the situation. Like my like for example, you know, before I moved to Ohio, like I remember living with my mom, and my mom's an excellent woman now. She has turned her life around. She is my rock. But you know, at this time, she was going through some hard things, and uh, one of my my younger sister, my youngest sister, Kendra, you know, she was a a toddler then. You know, I remember walking three miles to Kmart to steal watches so that I could sell the watches so we would have food. You know, staying hiding away from truancy officers that were showing up to the house because I wasn't showing up to school so I could take care of my little. You sister. had to put food on the table. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, you know, like that's that's just a glimpse, you know, a piece of, you know, how I had to live. Right. Once you got here, where did where did life go for you? Once you, once you got to Ohio. Um. When I got to Ohio, uh, I was actually like I said, my mom w- w- had gotten her life together and was working on it. So that that was the best living situation I had ever been in in my life. You know, and I was so happy to have my mom back. Proud of and, her too. Yeah, proud of her too. And um, you know, she she even though she made bad choices, she raised me to be a man. You right. Know? She I was never allowed to disrespect women. I was raised to always respect women. I was re- yes sir, no ma'am. You always hold the door for women. You always, you know, ask them if they need help, even if they don't. You know, you you carry their groceries for them. I, I get caught up all the time doing that stuff and Mm -hmm. I don't, and I don't do it for, for, you know, some type of reward or some type of pat pat on the back. I was raised like that. I would hope somebody would do that for my grandmother, for my mom, for my sister. Right. You know, and that's why I do it. And, and that's something that I feel like with our generation is often overlooked is like what it means to, to be a gentleman. You know, uh, and and partially being raised uh, around all all women, y- you learn how to respect women, which is awesome. Um, I can't tell you the last time I see a, a guy grabbing the door for his girl, for his mom, anything. You know, my mom taught me at a young age. We would walk up to you know, say we're going into the mall. She would stand by the door until I would get that door for her. You know, yeah, say she was in front of me, most definitely. and it taught me. Yeah, so nowadays, like I. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be my coworker. If you're with me, sorry. Mandatory. Hold on. Let me grab yep. this. Excuse me. Yes. Yep. And and I do it. I do it just. It's and just I have reaction. it at this point. Yeah, right. It's reaction. Like it's, you know, and it's, it's just like, I always say hi to strangers. I always give them a smile, ask them how their days are going because you don't know what somebody's going through, man. Absolutely. A smile hides a lot. You don't know what somebody's going through, man. I, there was five years I couldn't smile, crack a smile, you know, yeah. five years I didn't smile, bro. You, and, and nothing and was funny. You were, that was your, that was your reality. You were yeah. not able to because it showed weakness. And that's something we will get into because there's a lot there that I feel like the average person doesn't, doesn't understand, doesn't realize. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, you, you get here, you're, you're proud to see your mom where you're at. You're living better than you ever have. Um, are you, are you adjusting well outside of the family? Are you, are you meeting people? Are you making friends? Are you getting I, acclimated? I, I, I wasn't adjusting well, um, you know, coming from, you know, having growing up really hard and then coming to an Amherst school district where, you know, kids are really well off their, their, their parents are really well off, 
you know, they're wearing brand name clothes, mm-hmm. you know, Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> that Which was jumping at the I time, am. though, right? Jumping. <laughs> you know, like American Eagle. I like, can smell the cologne right now. Yeah. Right? The Hollister know, cologne. Yeah, like, the oh, Holl- or the Fierce by right. Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, like I, my mom wasn't able to afford that. You know, my mom was working a job trying to make sure the lights were on and, you know, I, I, it was, I dealt with the adversity just how I would deal with anything head up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't put up with no bullshit. I remember like for the first three weeks I came, I moved here in seventh grade. I remember the first three weeks of my seventh grade, I was getting fights every day after school. Fuck. Walking home from the junior high, you know how there's like that oh, little yeah. bridge yep. right there by the five star every day. Um, my friend, my first friend ever was Matt Duncan, and uh, they call him Chicken. <laughs> yeah, hell and, yeah. Um, you know, shout he, out to Chicken, though. Yeah, shout out to Chicken, man. Good dude, man. And he had my back, bro. He would go down there and let me kick all their ass and watch and make sure nobody jumped in. Like, he was, you know, he was my first friend, man. We're still friends to this day. Yes, that's but, awesome. Uh, so you really weren't, you were having a hard time adjusting. Yeah, I was having a serious hard time. Kids wanted Kids to pick on me. Kids are fucking mean at that because, age, dude. Yeah, especially, you know, I'm I'm wearing boots, you know. I'm wearing, You're a Kentucky boy. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I was a real country Bluegrass boy. Bluegrass baby. Yeah, like I, ra- I raised horses, you know, chickens, dogs. I deer hunt, I fish. You, you, are, are, you are quite talented when it comes to fishing as well. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. That's you don't fuck around. That's one of my around. passions. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of my passions, you know, is being outdoors. But, um. You know, I, I, it was hard to find that because all these kids, all they wanted to do was skateboard, call people bitches and, and joke on somebody for what they didn't have. Right. And so only way I knew to deal with it was just to bust your nose, mm-hmm. you know, and tell you, yeah, yeah. you'll you're think again before it, you say yeah, some yeah, fly shit. Yeah, to you're me. not going to say it again. Right. You know, and which you might've been what Amherst needed at that time I, to reality check those punk ass kids. Yeah. I, I was a bully's bully. Right. I was a bully's bully. Right. You know, if I caught you picking on somebody, I didn't care if I didn't like them or not. I was Over. on your ass immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. I'm not going to get, I'm not even going to say their names because I'm not mm-hmm. going to give them airtime. But, you know, I I beat up a lot of bullies in school. And it's still fuck you. Huh? And it's still fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yes. No doubt. But, you know, I, I just don't respect that, and I didn't, so I had a very hard time. Um, I was very fortunate, though. I met um, the kids in the neighborhood that I lived in. At first, we lived in Jackson Street in Amherst. Oh, yeah. I lived I lived Which on, is a jumping spot, too. Yeah, it was jumping. It was, it was you know, back then, there was, uh, I lived next door to the Johnsons, like Megan Johnson, Brandon Johnson, mm-hmm. which is an older crowd, but, um, you know, it was it was the perfect storm because they were introducing me to everybody, you know, and, and oh, and they, then they, they knew everyone yeah, and they knew everybody. So it was like, um, Tyler Young's grandma lived across the street. Like, so you no know, four wheelers were riding Justin around. Bowen, yeah. Like, like, um, Jared Mitchell shouts out to Jared Mitchell. That yeah. was another one of my good friends. True man. talent too. first friend, second friend I ever had in Amherst. Um, he never judged me even to this day. I'm sure I could call him right now and go to his house and he never judged me bro and he always treated me like like i was you know just anybody else like a good person and you know that that gave me hope and um you know shout out to him man good dude man great dude 
but uh you know that's how it started for me and then my mom lost that place and um you know we moved over to gargas which is right off cooper foster yes and anyone that doesn't know uh if you ever have heard me refer to the the bk hood uh that's the that's the spot right there yeah uh that is a major that is a it's a ginormous neighborhood that thing is fucking huge what probably 50 blocks yeah it's, it's a, huge it's a, it's, a, it's a big neighborhood yeah yeah yep. giant and so I, how was that and and at first my first day there you know i tried to play basketball there was these kids that lived around the corner um i tried to go over there and play basketball with them and uh you know, they, I was really, I was always been athletic. I've been an all-star athlete mm-hmm. my whole life. So they didn't like that. I was, you know, new and, you were on them, and, I'm, and I'm acting up, you know, I'm, I'm talking shit. So it automatically, they wanted to fight. And I was like, <laughs> and, and one kid pulled me aside and he was like, bro, don't fight them. He's like, they're pussies. And that kid that pulled me aside and said that ended up being my best friend for my whole life. His name is Alex Thomas. Um, everybody called him skinny, but, uh, a lot you know, of people rest, loved him. A lot of people loved him. Rest in peace to him, man. I love him with all my heart, you know? Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I miss him dearly, man. Yeah. Um, you know, the, that was my best friend. And, uh, you know, we, after that we were inseparable. Um, you know, we started hanging out. Uh, riding bikes, playing basketball together, and um, you know we just built off that, you know. And then you uh, guys were attached at the fucking hip, at the hip, man, <laughs> at the hip, at the hip. Like if I wasn't at his house, he was at mine, you know. Sun we, up to sundown, yeah, just we, getting it. We would sneak out. We would sneak out at like eleven thirty after our parents went to sleep and be out all night hanging out, just just smoking cigs, smoking weed, talking, waiting on the bus to come in the morning. Right. You know, back then Amherst did have buses. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were super tight, man. And, um, you know, I ended up, I ended up, uh, you know, not meeting my best friend that I've ever had in my life that day. I call him my brother mm-hmm. because, you know, only thing that made him not my brother was we didn't come out the same shoot. Right. You know, right. Right. Though. <laughs> but, um, it was rough, you know, the neighborhood, um, the neighborhood welcomed me with open arms after that. Um, I had to beat up a few guys, you know, there was, you know, a few guys and older guys in my neighborhood that didn't like me. And just more so to prove yourself It, it was, because it everyone to wanted to him. fucking doubt you. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, you're exactly right. Like they, they thought I was just some, because I was nice and respectful. They thought I was sweet. They thought you were a punk, right? Yeah. yeah so after I'd break your nose and split your eye, you know, all of a still sudden, help them get back yeah, up. I'd, though. Still, I'd still pick you up. You know, mm-hmm. I'd still say sorry. And I would ask you not to call the cops on me. <laughs> right. Right. You know, but I mean, that's, that's how it was. And, and, you know, I took, I took it by force. You know, I, I wasn't given respect. I had to take it. Yep. And, you know, people, people around me, um, there, I had a couple, a couple more really good friends from the neighborhood. Um, Shorty Torrance, uh, you know, Alex Velez, a.k.a. Tuna, um, Little Cody, you know, these were, these were, you know, Jimmy, uh, Ryan, these were all my, you know. Damn, this, Jimmy, this, I ain't thought about Jimmy in a minute. Yep, Jimmy. The That's boy. what's up. Yep, the, the, you know, these were all my, um, these were all my cronies. I was very fortunate also to have a family um, take me in as their own, um, Taylor Stats, um, Don Stats, Lisa, 
stats. You know, they they took me in as family, accepted me as family. Um, Ashley stats. Uh, they lived in the neighborhood as well. Um, they had a brother named Josh Stats, and uh, we would all play football together and stuff. But they took me in, and I call them my sisters to this day. I love them to death. Um, you know, we're we're still tight. You know, like I I was just out there last weekend hanging out with my niece. You know, they never judged me. Always had my back, and to that's me, beautiful. And to me, that was just like you know, I found I found people that didn't judge me and and gave me a chance you found a home outside of home yeah. I mean, the good thing is, yeah. is it was only a few houses away you yeah. know um yeah. but as a as a new kid and getting acclimated to a kind of a bumpy start it it you needed that you yeah. know most and, definitely and that's just what what god your higher power whatever you choose to believe in sometimes that's just what he does is he, he gives you what you need in the moment you know to provide hope to provide to provide you with comfort because right. Let's not forget, you're a kid at the same yeah, time. At, the, at yeah. this point in time, you're just a you're just a child, and that's and that, that is nice to hear that that an entire neighborhood, open arms, you're one of us now. Yep, yep, and and I've and I formed a, I guess you could kind of call us the Goonies. That's what we used to call ourselves. We were the right. Goonies, you know, and and it, we stuck together. I, we made rules immediately. You know, nobody gets picked on. And unless we're picking on you, you know, nobody in a friendly way, yeah, in a friendly way, of course, nobody's beating you up. Nobody is coming to our neighborhood and, and, and hurting you. That was, that never happened. Right. My whole, my whole years, I've never, ever, none of my friends ever got beat up in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. ever. If there was any beating up, it was, we were doing it. You guys were like a bunch of fucking cage fighters. I don't get it. You guys all threw work. You well, all knew how to fucking. It was mandatory because you got to understand. I I I come from, I I grew up in a in a different way. These kids, you know, they didn't grow up like that. So mm-hmm. they're letting people call them out of their names. They're letting people bully them and take their money. I said that shit stops today. Right. That shit stops today. If you if you're gonna be my friend, I'm not gonna stick up for you if you're not gonna stick up for yourself. So we're gonna learn how to fight. Put these boxing gloves on. Oh, y'all were gladiator shit. Most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. Oh my. Most definitely. So anyone that, that knows you, knows me, or knows of that time knows that that was a, a force to reckon with yeah. in, in that area. There yeah. was there was few things that that you could do or say or attempt to do uh, without you giving the blessing or the approval. There were little to no things that, 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 that could be conducted in that neighborhood without you giving it the green light and not so much out of fear, uh, but out of respect, because I feel like, like there's leaders that rule by fear. There's ones that rule by love and respect. You were definitely on the respect side. Yeah. Uh, not to say that people didn't fear you because by God, many yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool because at a young age, me being, being younger than you, I knew that regardless of, of what you were doing, you were conducting yourself like a professional. Yeah, you were, you were reasonable. You were open-minded. You would hear things out where with most people running a block, let alone, I mean, a massive neighborhood like that, there's usually no reason. Ego comes into the way. There's so many things that play a part that take them away from 
making yeah. everyone else around them better. Yeah, and that and that was our goal, you know, like it wasn't it it at the time, you know, I didn't it it wasn't like there was one person with money. We were all getting some money. Mm-hmm. And I and I made sure of it cuz if you weren't getting no money and you weren't you weren't hand on your business, you weren't going to school, getting good grades, you couldn't fuck around with us, bro. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fuck around with us. That we we call that slouch. You you're being a slouch, you're being a bum. Right. You know, and even though we did terrible shit, even though we were really bad kids at that point, we still had morals. Like you weren't picking on no girls mm-hmm. in our neighborhood ever, ever, ever. Um, you weren't picking on anybody that lived over there ever, ever. Um, in a harmful way. In, in, in a, a harmful way, right. yes. Um, you know, if, you know, we'll get into the business aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I was also running a business, you know, and and we had a very tight-knit group. And, um, you know, nothing, nothing bad ever came of it. Like, we... We all stayed solid and, you know, we all met our goals and it was like, you know, it was, it was a, a great time to have those friends in my life. And I'm very thankful because, you know, my mom kicked me out when I was, um, 14, 15, mm-hmm. you know, I was homeless and, um, due to my actions, you know, because I wanted to sell drugs. I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to live that have fast life. Yeah, right? I wanted to have sex. I wanted to sell drugs. I wanted to um, you know, go to school, not do my homework, just pass my tests, you know, mm-hmm. beat up get getting expelled from school all the time for beating up bullies. Like it it was, you know, my mom was like trying to better her life and here I am, you know, living the exact opposite. And she's right. like you got to go, dude. And at first I was hurt, but I understood. Because I was jeopardizing her sobriety. Right, you know? right. I was jeopardizing her sobriety. And it would have been really selfish for me to to make her feel bad about it. Because I have younger siblings that, that need a mom too. So I I, I did. I was homeless. Um, I made one phone call to Skinny. Told him I was homeless. And um, he said, bro, come sleep at my house. Thank God for the friends like that. That would take you in regardless. No questions asked. Dude, I was homeless for the better half of probably fucking four years. Yeah. Dude. And it was always just one call. Come. Yeah. We're not letting you sleep on the street. Get over here. Right. And thank God for those people. Yeah. Thank God for Skinny. And I love you, bro. And I, I wish I could give you a hug right now, man. Because. <clears throat> he wishes me. you were here. I can yeah. I can say that for certain. You know, like he, uh, he, he, he gave me you know, a place, to, a warm place to sleep, a safe place to sleep. You know, I'm, we're having shootouts daily where, you know, we're dealing with, with people threatening us because nobody wants to see anybody get some money. Nobody wants to see you win. And people wanted you dead. Yeah. They wanted you six feet in the fucking ground. And they wanted to see you dead. There was no gray area. You either loved me or you wanted me dead. Mm-hmm. There was no gray area. And it's, it's still like that to this day. And I can't quite blame some of the people that feel that way because of some of the things that I did in my past. But at the end of the day, you know, I all I can do is try to make it right. And if and if I can't do that, you know, then I can make try to make it right just by living better and not doing that shit no more. They're, uh, you're a very unique and special person, you know, and then I don't know if you if you you're so humble that you probably don't even give yourself the credit. Um 
And as we get going into this episode, I think as you tell yourself more, it's just awesome to see really what you came from. Like you came from the bottom. I mean, 15 years old or 14, 15, homeless, not a pot to piss in. You can't even get hired at an actual job and you don't have anywhere to call home. And dude, get it out the fucking mud. Yeah, and, and all and only thing I knew after the day my mom kicked me out, I had a I had a, a outfit on my back, and um, I made my mind up right then that I wasn't gonna be a victim. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna be a crybaby. I wasn't gonna cry about it. I was just I was gonna make something shake. And for use for you know you guys that don't know what that means, I was gonna do whatever it takes. Yes, no matter what. no matter what fact and and. I love that I love that you touched on not being a victim because just drowning in those sorrows is the easy thing to do to just be like, oh, well, all right, fuck it. This is my reality. I never had that. I never had that luxury. You were I mean, dude, I mean, even at like 10 years old, you refused to be a victim. Yeah, I I never had that luxury to just sit there and be like, oh, poor me. You know, uh, my 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 home life's fucked up. My my dad's fucked up. I'm, I never had that luxury. People wouldn't people even that know. Depended on me. No one would know that you were going through that because you you didn't show it. No, I didn't. From me, an outsider looking in, never, never would I have known what you were going through on a day to day basis. I just, I just didn't want nobody to feel sorry for me. I didn't, you know. I I had a mission. Mm-hmm. I was busy. I was busy trying to build. And sorrow had no fucking time. No place. You had no, no time. That, that had that. no place in in my in my mind. Right. I like the way you said that. It had no place for me. So what was the? You're living with skinny. What's a day in the life at that point in time? Um. You know, we'd wake up. Um. I would get us a ride to school. I I, I might have ride ride to school with Taylor. Um, stats mm-hmm. or you know I might we might um, steal Skinny's dad's car and go to school <laughs> and because um, <clears throat> they stopped busing then right. around this time and uh, you know I would I would have made up you know probably like a half ounce or an ounce of you know grand baggies before I went to school and um, you know I would go to school and go to my classes but I would also be there to make sure I leave with like 200 300 dollars you know to put down on this rent she do make sure we you're making groceries. more money in school than most people were making on their job at that time. Right. That's that's insane. It was insane, but it was also sad. It was also very sad because right. That was my reality. Mm-hmm. You were forced. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't you know what out, I mean. They didn't give out free lunches like they Amherst. Amherst was expensive. Bosco sticks were like fucking five dollars. Right, like, ain't that some shit too? Yeah, like, I would I would crack some of them right now though. Those yeah, bitches hit. Th- they definitely oh my hit. God, they that definitely Bosco hit. stick hitter. Them babies and them the chicken strips. Dude, I like the little the spicy chicken strips and the spicy little popcorn nugs. Ooh, that shit with the boom boom fire. sauce. Get yes. the fuck out of town, baby. <laughs> God damn. Levi's mom was the sub lady. Oh, uh, those hit too. Dude, she used to bless me and she used <laughs> to always like give me a sub and like bring it out to me. Like, shout outs to her, man. I appreciate you so much because there was days where I might not have ate for two days, you know, and <laughs> she'd bring me out a big ass sub and, you know, it was just, it was just love, man. Oh, like, man. I, I love it. It was just love. What? Man. So obviously, I know in the neighborhood and I, I can speak for Amherst's behalf. I know 
how your relations were with, mm-hmm. with the people in Amherst and definitely in your neighborhood. How was it? Because for anyone listening, he lived on a, on a pinpoint of two city lines, literally on one side of the street, you're in Amherst, the other side of the street, you're in Lorraine. How was, how was your business conducted with the rest of the city of Lorraine? How was your relation with other people from other neighborhoods? Um, at first it was very rocky because you're a new face. I'm a new face. Mm -hmm. I'm a white dude and, and I'm, and I'm in the drug trade. So heavy, heavy, heavy as fuck. So it, it was, um, it was very rough at first. Um, that's why I said, you know, I went to war. I went to war. If you weren't going to give me respect, we were going to take it. Shootouts on the daily. We might be going to school and get shot at on our way to school. Um, you know, having to replace the windows and the apartments five or six times because pussies, instead of seeing us and shooting at us, they would just shoot through yeah, the windows. Yeah, spray and pray. Yeah, spray right. and pray at the house, you know. Um, but, you know, it got to a point to where people starting to realize like dude this dude's not going nowhere and he's really on that bullshit yeah adapt or overcome yeah, and i'm and i'm really taking it there mm-hmm. i'm really taking it there all the way and you were scaring the fucking life out of the people that were also in the business yes. i know you had to I, I was a threat I was oh a threat yeah for sure i had to have it mm-hmm. they had a place to go home and sleep at to at night you right know? i was sleeping on on the floor at my friend's house and and I don't think that like anyone who hasn't gone without and truly been homeless doesn't realize the stress that it puts on your body, not knowing where you're going to lay your head at at night or where your next meal is coming from. Dude, it's a, and and especially as a kid, as a, as a teenager, I should say, um, it's scary as fuck. It, it can, it can do so much to you mentally to the point where if you're a victim, it, it gets dark, uh, if you if you choose to say fuck this, I'm gonna still get it. Uh, it's a hustle. It's a constant and never ending hustle yeah, that you cannot yeah. let off the gas. You have to just keep going at a hundred miles an hour. You have to keep going. Before before I I started heavy into the drugs, just to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Giant Eagle for leaving their cigarettes in the aisle because gang. We, yeah, gang. Because <laughs> we were hitting them for like two or three cartons at a time. Dude, which is money, a bro. Day. Yeah, yeah. So that would be $200, $300 lick for us every day. You know, split it up four ways. We used to come cop We used to come uh, cop packs of cigs from one of y'all back in the day. <laughs> because we, we were like fucking 12 years old. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, where the yeah. fuck are we going to get some menthols? Dude, always, bro. <laughs> I remember one time I I had a bunch of three we were, for ten. Yeah, I was on my bike. I I pulled this bitch out. I pulled out a bunch of fucking like a few dollar bills and some quarters, and you know, whoever it was just ganked it out of my hand. Like, man, take this and get the fuck on. And I'm like, God, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we were doing whatever it takes, man. That's like it? some mafia shit, though. Hustling from all angles. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to understand, like, you know, true true millionaires and billionaires. You know, they got more than ten, twenty ways of income oh and that's the key if you if you rely on one thing one source you you know you're 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 not gonna make it you're you're gonna live that nine to five life forever you're only gonna have that one source to depend on Mm -hmm. so if you build multiple sources of income you know residual income shit that comes back passive income service you know shit like that that's how you win in a business and Mm -hmm. i learned that at a very young age and it came from the streets 
you know, like I said, I didn't have nobody sit down and tell me, don't do that. You're going to fuck your life up. You know, don't do this. You could die. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And I'm not saying it as an excuse. I'm just letting you know that there were no limits. Right. There were no limits. If I hadn't ate in two days and I and I caught you at the ATM, you're, you're great. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I need all that. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry, darling. I'm sorry I, I got to take this 200 from you. But I haven't ate. You know, I'm not going to explain that. Darling. Right, right, right. But I hadn't ate in two days. I got to have it. And, and, you know, that's just what it was. And that was our reality, you know? And I, and I, and thank you. Thank you for, for just keeping it real. Because yeah, I don't I think that the, the average person really gets to understand that. Yeah. I don't. It's, yeah. that's, that's definitely important. You did talk about just like the constant shootouts. And for you, I know how you're built. For the people around you, it speaks volumes as to how solid all of you were. A normal shootout would scare the average person to the point where, nope, fuck this, fuck you, I'm out. I'm not doing this. The fact that it was... There was never none of that. None of it, dude. And none of it. And, and every like for legality reasons, nobody else was involved in these shootouts. The only person that ever helped me in any of those was alex thomas skinny and he's dead now so um you know that was the only person mm-hmm. that was ever you know and he had my back every fucking time there was never i never had to question didn't he, bat an eye he saved my life i i could probably count five times on my hands and i've saved his you know just as many times you know we've we've been in interrogation rooms and we never folded you know, I took cases for him whenever mm-hmm. I was 16, you know, uh, like I, that's, that was how our loyalty rocked. You know, I, I would have, I would have did anything in the world. I would have died for him and I, and now I live for him. Right. You know, you, and, and that's, what's awesome is to see you carry on his legacy Yeah. and, 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 and hold his name with honor. Yeah. It, hell yeah. With honor. That's the most solid fucking dude I ever met in my life. And I hope that when I'm gone, that that people carry my name with honor the way you do for him. You and know, you, and you know what it, and he didn't have a whole lot of money. He didn't have a whole lot of money. Skinny, skinny got to the point where he was like, "Bro, I I have to go to school. Like, I I can't be hustling all day, and and skip school." So he got a job at Blue Sky. So I said, "You know what? Don't hustle no more. Focus on school." go go do your job stuff i'll make sure our bills are paid because mm-hmm. his dad was a full-blown heroin and, and crack addict at the time not paying the bills we were living in meadow oaks right here on cooper foster okay um brent then was like 650 and he could not pay it he was like three months behind right so oh damn y'all were in the fucking hole yeah, yeah luckily um Close i think the lady's stacks. name is loretta um the the lady that owned the I think she's German, complex. maybe. Yeah, that owns okay. the complex. I know she wanted to kill me plenty of times because I caused super havoc over there, but uh-huh. I was able to talk to her and beg her to please just give me a week. I said, give me a week. I'll I'll pay our three months that we're behind, what and we'll fuck? get current. And you know what so I... So that's over $2,000 yeah, that you yeah, have to come up most with. Most definitely, yeah. Most definitely. Yep. Wow. And, I didn't know and, that. And, and we needed another month, 
you know, right, like the next right. month was coming right up. So she's like, you know, either have the money in a week or move out. In a week. In a week. Figure yeah, either one figure of those out. out. Yeah. I don't give a fuck whether you stay or go. And like, you're still you, sleeping on the floor. You're coming up with two stacks to still sleep on the floor. Talk about a humbling experience. Well, it well at the time, the winters have been very mild lately, but back then it was negatives. That shit was it was negative, dude. It was negatives, bro. And all we had was them cheap ass Stephen Berry jackets that you could fucking. It was like wearing <laughs> I know nothing. exactly what you're talking about. It was about, like wearing bro. nothing. It's like wearing a windbreaker. Yeah, it's like wearing a, a fucking. It white looks beard. good, but yeah. it ain't. Yeah, with the little fur on the hood, you <laughs> yes, know? That yes. shit wasn't keeping nobody warm. Oh, it, my I God, dude, it, I haven't thought about those in like fucking 10 <laughs> years, bro. Yeah. Holy shit. I guess shit. that shows my age. But, Damn. Uh, you know, I I went and made that shit happen, man. I made sure we had a place. I um, I made made a phone call and um, I re-upped on what I could. And you know, a couple of days through, business wasn't booming. You know, I had probably like seven hundred of it. I still needed like another two grand. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere around there, I still needed that much. So you know, I did whatever was necessary to acquire that money, and and I made sure that we had a place to live. Right, all of it. We did you not. All we did. We did not get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And we we'll leave it at that. Yeah, and we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave it yeah. at that. And you know, and anybody that knew me then, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me apologize because I was a motherfucker. I was, I was the the kid that parents, you know, had nightmares about. Like you they, said, the boogeyman, bro. Yeah, the boogeyman. I was the boogeyman in living form. Yeah, and 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 if you would see me in person, if you would talk to me, you would never know, because I'm so I'm so respectful, right, and intelligent, and and you would you wouldn't know it unless you said some foul shit, disrespected mm-hmm. somebody, or talked down some, on a woman in front of you. Yeah, anything, anything, dude. Like I've that. heard of you popping off on people for anything out of line i remember nico montanez fucking we were in amherst i remember he um kelly peck god love damn i know kelly peck yeah she was pregnant he she said he was saying something to her and i remember he just started punching the fuck out of her like right in the middle of the lunchroom nobody's doing nothing bro and and our lunch table i don't our lunch table there was only two three people allowed to sit there me taylor stats and skinny oh, nobody said at that lunch table. closed yeah yeah it was closed but this was happening right next to us so i look at the um the lunch guy like the, the know, monitor the, the monitor and he's just watching it happen so i'm like man what the fuck i, I hop up I, I, I he got maybe two punches off on kelly and i look and i knew that knew that they weren't going to do nothing so i just instantly i reacted you know i just went over there i body slammed him i i beat the fuck out of this kid i punched him until i couldn't punch him anymore and um true rage yeah and i just because you know my mom my mom was abused when i was younger you know, like I, I don't believe in men putting their hands on women. I never have, and I never will. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, and I'm not gonna call you a man if you put your hands on females. Period. Rightfully so. You're though. bitch made. You know, and and in that moment, I, I just reacted, and um, you know, I ended up Amher suspended me for ten days. They suspended Kelly. I don't know how wow. long, but they did not suspend um Nico. They did not spend Nico. That shows that you the flaw you in the system. About the politics. Right. Of and that's what it was. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, but I can't blame him because I was a terrorist. 
you know they knew what I was doing um but I never I never picked on nobody I never you know like I said I was a bully's bully and that was just an example of you know me me sticking up for somebody and taking severe consequences for it Mm -hmm. you know I got expelled from Amherst um I was getting jumped by uh these two football players they said they were going to beat me up right in front of the principal's office I end up beating one of them up um his name was Tyler Sierkowski and then the other one was Kyle Carhus I'm beating Tyler up and uh, he was way bigger than me, too. That's like, a big boy. Yeah, he was a big boy then. And um, I was like 150 pounds soaking wet. But, uh, you know, I'm kicking his ass. And then I feel somebody come up behind me and try to, like, body slam me. Well, it was Kyle Carhus. And um, so I turn around. I start going on him. You know, I'm tearing him up. And um, I feel somebody come and do the same thing, try to grab me around my waist. Well, it was um, the principal, mm-hmm. Gillum. I just sidestepped him and hit him with a clean ass right. Not probably not realizing. Yeah, right. not realizing that it was him. But I, but I knocked him like I knocked him. I didn't knock him out, but I knocked. You him put him down. Ass. Yeah, right. I put him down. And um, in the heat of the moment, I didn't realize that it was the principal. I was in my flow, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was back in my posture. I, you know, back my guard was back up. I went back to work on Tyler Sarkowski. And, uh, and I, <laughs> he's going to be pissed if he hears this. Yeah. He's going to be like, mother. Yeah. We, 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 we've made, we've made, uh, and he's living a great amends. life right yeah, now. We've I made mean, he, that dude is doing he, he, it. He, he apologized to me. We made amends now. Good. Good. But, uh, you know, I, I got the best body slam ever. Like Gillum picked me up from behind and slammed me on my neck. I didn't know he was a wrestling. Coach. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he slammed me. Like, my feet probably touched the fucking roof. <laughs> like, he slammed me so hard and he put me in the chokehold. He said, Bitch, you're going to jail. <laughs> and I was just like, So, I, I was still trying to breathe because he knocked the wind out of me. But it was like, Suplexed you know, your ass, yeah, bro. It was terrible. But, you know, it was another example of me. <laughs> <laughs> sticking up for somebody else right and taking it there and and just dealing with the consequences uh-huh. you know like you couldn't scare me with consequences what scared me was being hungry for three days right what right. scared me was sleeping in out in the cold what scared me was you know having holes in my shoes that's what scared me you couldn't scare me suspending me yep. they gave me 10 days where i could go grind up another thousand that i got to give to this rent lady <laughs> and make sure that your shit was good though right yeah, right yeah. you aren't lying yeah that is wild so let me ask you this what how old were you when you caught your first case and what was what was that experience like um my first case um i want to say 14 and um they said I threw rocks at a uh, a car's window, but it was actually a shootout. And the dude called the cops and said I threw a rock through his window, which he was like a junior or senior at the time, but it was his mom's car. Mm-hmm. So he had to have an excuse as to why, you know, his window was busted. And um, he didn't shoot at us. Like, it, it, it didn't happen like that. He was just talking all this shit on MySpace. <laughs> MySpace, damn. Yeah, he's talking all this shit on MySpace and AIM about how he's going to kill me and how he's he's coming right now. So we were posted on the block just waiting. And whenever he came through, you know, I didn't give him a chance. You know, I... Why would you? 
ever. You know, why yeah. would you? Yeah, that's that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. My mom's not going to cry. Your mama cried before my mama cried. Right. And that's right. every day. And I that's handle, fact. I handle every situation like that. I'd rather my mom come visit me in Lucasville and see me through a glass than have to come over to my grave and fucking, you know, cry and wonder what if constantly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I get that. Um, but that was my first case. I got charged for vehicular, vehicular, uh, damaging or some shit like that. Um, they make you do some time. No, they, I did. It was like 20, 30 days or something. Okay. And then made like suspended my license. But, um, you know, like my real, real first trouble was, uh, um, we had robbed a, um, a jewelry store and, um, nobody was in there. You know, we just burglarized it. Um, I, I was gifted with the skills of being able to get into safes, combination safes, um, keypad safes, lock, you know, um, dial, dial locks, anything like I was very good at getting in the safe so which is a it's a it's a tricky thing to comprehend or to do in itself i i just happened to be knowledgeable on the subject and Mm -hmm. have the equipment so you know we did that and um uh you know once again they they wanted skinny and uh you know that that's all they knew his name was was skinny because the other guy that was involved the guy's car we used because we were only like 15 he told on us told on me and skinny but um (laughs) he didn't know skinny's real name but he knew my real name right so you know i get in trouble for it and they're like you know just tell us your friend's name and 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 we'll let you we'll let this go you won't go to jail you'll get probation and and um i had judge burroughs at the time which was a juvenile judge and uh and the prosecutor and i remember (laughs) I remember telling my attorney at the time I I had this guy I think his name was Steve Smith maybe, um, he's like you know you just just tell him who your friend is I'm like dude I was like you're fired I was like I was like get the fuck out of here I'm not I'm not telling on my best friend dude like get the fuck out of here yeah, you know fuck all that and they did they kept their word they sent me to jail I did I got like two years for that damn bro. <laughs> Now, what was that like? Like first time doing 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 some time. I mean, you're you're yeah. giving up you're giving up your freedom for two years, and when you come out, the world has changed. What was that like? Um, you know, to be honest, um, all I did was work out and play cards and read and study the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do some juvenile time, which um, I did a year on house arrest, fighting the case, and then um, which didn't stop nothing. You know, we we had the apartment like a drive through mm-hmm. you know i just couldn't leave so you know the rest of our crew you know they would pick up pick up the slack outside the cash pickups and stuff like that so but um you know it, it it wasn't bad um it sucked because in dh they make you go to bed at like six o'clock it's still daylight outside Whoa. they strip you in your boxers you know like i would i would the DH is the worst time I've ever done, and I'm I'm saying that, <laughs> like that is a terrible place. Like, it's gladiator school for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, I believe it. I definitely believe that. And like, dude, that's a like Cuyahoga County because it's separated by age groups, dude. Yeah. You go in there with them young cats, bro. 
It's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It is. So whenever I went to the county, I was I was in good shape. You know, I was I was like one eighty five, one ninety. You know, I was in good shape. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't been smoking. I didn't smoke cigarettes, and I was in you know physic fighting shake. I was in right physical form. So. You know, I never had no problems. You know, and I you weren't, you didn't fear people. You feared, like you said, not food, shelter. Yeah. I guess in there you got everything, so yeah. you don't got to worry about yeah. that. It, it was, it was like playing a game of basketball, right? You know, to me, that's I got off on that. I got off on that, and you know, I I'm not the biggest, baddest man. I've had my ass whooped plenty of times, but you know, that's how I got my mitts up. Mm-hmm. That's how I got, that's how I got better at it. And that's the other thing too, is like, especially at a young age, bro, shit like that. I mean, being institutionalized, it, it can kind of help you perfect your craft or teach it you did. a few tricks in the trade. It, you know? it, it made me a better criminal. Right. You know, I met, I networked once I got to the county. Which know? shows you how flawed the system yeah. it, it is, does. the rehabilitation system. Yeah, they, they don't re- rehabilitate nothing. The only thing they do is is drain your poor family for commissary and phone call money yep. and, and treat you like shit while you're in there. The but, leech they are. That's what yeah. they are. You know, I don't have, I have no problems with, with cops, you know, like at one time, you know, I used to be like, man, fuck the cops, but the cops were just doing their job just like I'm doing mine. It's their job to catch me mm-hmm. and it's my job to get away. Yep. <laughs> and that's fact. And that's facts. You know, like I, I dated a, uh, a girl and her dad was, was a cop. Um, we'll leave him out of it. We'll leave the names out of it though on that situation. Yeah. 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 Don't want to yeah, piss anyone yeah, off. Yeah. No, but, uh, she, if you um, know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah, her dad was like um, a major, a major law enforcement officer, but he never judged me. He never treated me any different. And she was a little bit older than me, but um, you know, she used to tell me all the time, like, "Man, you're way smarter than this. You're way better than this." And that, like, hearing it from like a girl, like that, you know, wasn't family or something like that, hearing it. It, it was like wow, like she is she right? Like, am I really a good person? Because I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. You go off of you go off the things around you. Yeah, and what, I, what I you go do. off the facts, right? You know, and and at the end of the day, you know, I didn't I didn't believe her then, but you know, even to this day, she still has my back. Um, she still calls me, you know, checks up on me, messages me. Um, you know, like she, she's been a blessing in my life. She never gave up on me, you know, and, um, you know, like she, she's got a, a fiance now. They might be married. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I still love her, you know, as like a friend because right. she never gave up on me and, and uh, saw your potential at such a, it's such a young age when you didn't see it in yourself. Yeah. Like you I know? remember, I remember her driving me, you know, picking me up from high school <laughs> and uh this dude was like talking shit to me we're at the five point neighbors and this dude's like talking shit through the window and uh he's like hey motherfucker like you ain't got all your homies with you now and i was like man i don't need my homies i'm trying to open the door <laughs> jen oh, oh i said her name it's all right uh i'm jen's like cody no stop stop i'm trying to get the door she's locking it finally i get out i am 
I beat the brakes off this dude at the five point, right? Slumped him. Slumped him. Knocked him out immediately. Like, was kicking him. Like, it, it was bad. And I got back in the car, and she was so mad at me. And she was like, I cannot believe you just did that. Like, oh, my God, you're going to get in trouble. And she and then like come to find out dude was doing it because he might have had like a little crush on her or oh like he was that. doing it out of spite yeah, he was doing it was out of spite, but um you know she still brings that up to this day you know like that's funny as fuck like you know anytime she has uh you know trouble with people disrespecting her or her family you know she knows she can call me and i handle it immediately immediately Fact. But, and that goes for anybody that I deal with. You know, whenever shit really hits the fan, whenever the pressure's really there, whenever shit really got serious, I was the one people called. Mm-hmm. Because and that's, I didn't that's give excuses. I didn't, I didn't give excuses. I feel that. Uh, there's a bunch more I want to ask you. We'll get right back into it. All right, bro. So there's something that I want to know. And it's it's more so just pertaining to... Like, what is it like con- conducting the the business of uh, the drug game? You know, what what is that? Because outside of, of what people glamorize it for, I know there's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of problems. Give me some insight on that and what that's like. What, as far as like? Just like the, the some of the bullshit that you deal with that, that people often don't talk about. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can definitely break that down for you. Um, people, you know, in the drug game, there's, um, paranoia is abundant. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know who's out to get you, you know, whether it's, um, the cops, whether it's a jealous friend, whether it's a, a girl you used to mess with and, you know, she's broke and her, her new boyfriend is broke as fuck too and they're like oh well i know this dude that gets money you know we can rob him or they think it's sweet like that. right but right. you know like um there's uh you know isolating because you don't you know i would i wouldn't go to my family's house because i didn't want i didn't want to bring anything i had going on to them yeah um, not a, to protect them yeah right being alone a lot you know traveling in and out of state uh um, what else? You know, a lot of um, sleepless nights, you know, being up, making sure I answer the phone, uh, hiding money, um, you know, l- lying to people I shouldn't have to lie to about how I got it, mm-hmm. you know, or lying about what I do for a living. And people lying to you. Yeah, and people lying to me, but I, I don't I don't get caught up in that because... You know, at the end of the day, like, if you feel like you got to lie to me, like, you don't know me. Like, I'm I'm a person in this world you don't have to lie to. No matter what. No matter what. You know, and that's that's really, like, a reason I've been single for, like, three years, bro. I've, I've just been loving myself and fucking learning that, you know, I'm not going to put up with that, bro. I'm not going to put up with somebody lying to me or treating me any less than you know, what I'm, how I'm treating them. Right. And whenever it comes to the drug trade, you know, you can't, your woman is the first place they attack. Oh, always. You know, oh, tell us what he does. If not, you're going to jail for forever. You know, like 
tell tell us where he is, you know, or you know, we'll kidnap you, you know, not the police. Right, but, but about know, both both sides both, of it. Yeah, most, you know, most the competition and the wall. Yeah, and it's it it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. I wish you know they don't they don't mention that in the rap songs. Mm-hmm. They don't mention that. They don't mention having to post bond. They don't mention motion of discoveries. Mm-hmm. They don't mention you know thinking somebody told on you that you had beef with come to find out it's your blood cousin like my blood cousin told on me bro jason worley mm-hmm. told on me that's how i got my first trafficking charge ever bro he put the da and lorraine task force on me just because he got caught on some dummy shit breaking into some houses doing some dumb shit you know i was 17 when that happened and that's something that that will that could that can break your heart it can catch you off guard because you just you don't expect the the people that close to you i I didn't see it coming it changed me forever it changed my heart because i've always had a big heart i've just never been able to show it due to my line of work but after that trust issues was like a problem (laughs) a problem because how can i how can i look at you and trust you whenever somebody that i tell tell them i love them every time i hang up the phone just just put me on a dinner platter mm-hmm. turn to have quick. my life taken away yeah that's dark then i it, it is what people don't talk about it is it's yeah the, they don't they don't speak about that they don't speak about the christmases that i miss you know they don't they don't speak about my cousin dying while i was in jail my other cousin that i mm-hmm. love dearly mandy Dillon. um you know, they don't speak about my best friend, Mike D, dying while I was in Mike Deskins. I love you, bro, and I miss you more than anything you know. And, um, you know, I wasn't able to go to his funeral because I was in prison, you know. Like, they don't speak about that. Right. Like, I never got closure. I go there probably three times a week just to holler at him, you know, just like I would any other time. You know, his, his baby mom don't let me see his son, you know, which... To me, that breaks my heart because I love her and him just like I loved Mike, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, uh, you know, I, 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 being in that business, you know, I lost my brother and my best friend, Mike D and Skinny, both to drugs and alcohol, like, so that, you know, people don't talk about that. They don't, they don't talk about having to carry a gun with you everywhere you go. They don't talk about not wanting to go to Walmart with your grandma because you're scared somebody might see you and shoot the car up. Mm-hmm. You know they don't. They don't. They don't talk about that, bro. They don't. All they talk talk about is sipping lean, fucking bad bitches, and and, and constantly and, having and money. All the jewelry they wear, most <laughs> of it's fake. Right. You know, <laughs> like most of it's prop shit. They're giving it back after they get out of that video. Shoot. Right. You know, like crazy to me. They don't talk about that. And um, and especially being a, a a a Caucasian male in the drug game, you know everybody always first thing they think I'm a cop, <laughs> yeah. you know. But people that knew me or once they were around me for a little bit, you know, that was never an issue after that. Mm-hmm. But it. But you do have you, do, you. It's like you always got something to prove to everyone around you. Yeah. Well, I, they they felt like I had something to prove. I didn't have to prove nothing because I knew where I was at. Exactly. You brought, I knew I right. was that. And and once once it got to the point to where I was getting so much money that I couldn't fucking 
I, c- I didn't even want to trust my fucking friends because I don't know what you would do to me for this amount of money. Right. You know? And it's I've like had you, people, yeah. I've had people try to stuff me in trunks. Jesus. I've had people shoot at me in broad daylight. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. You know, I, I, I mean, like, they don't talk about that, bro. They don't. All these kids, you know, if you're listening right now and you think that shit's cool, man, it's not cool. It's not cool. Go Whenever you get a piece of paper and it says your name against the state of Ohio and they're trying to give you 10 years, it's not cool. It's not cool whenever your bond's 100000 and your people don't have that money. Thank God I was doing my thing and I was able to, to pay my bonds. I was able to get an attorney, you know. Thank God I... I I did put up for situations like that, but it's not what it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for nothing because it made me who I am. But, you know, I want to have a family one day. I want to have kids. Like I, at one point, you know, I wanted to be rich. That's all I wanted out of life. I was like, you know, people ask me, what do you, what do you want out of life? I just want to be rich. Now I just want to be a dad. I just want to have a kid. I just want to. I just want to love somebody, you know, unconditionally. And, and unconditionally. Yep. And know that they can depend on me, whenever. Yeah. No matter what. That's and I what feel I, like that's, that's what I want, bro. That's what's amazing about fatherhood. You know, yeah. it's moments that you can't truly put into words. It's it's experiences that you get to go through, that only. Only people that are parents get to go through it. Right. You no know, um, and I know you're cut out for it. You know, I, I, I know that shit. I raised most of my siblings, <laughs> right? All my siblings, right. you know, all my parents were fucking up. I had to step up and, you know, take after their slack, mm-hmm. you know? So I know, I know I would be an excellent dad. I'm just, there was times where when I was wishing for it that I was I wouldn't have been a good dad because I was living wrong. But now that, you know, I have my head set on straight and I have a vision, you know, I that's that's on my to do list. Like I wanna if I can't have kids, you know, maybe I can be a good stepdad to to somebody who needs it. Who needs it. Who really needs you know, some guidance. You know, because you I didn't did have that. You needed it at one point. I, I needed it bad. Right. Right. I needed it bad, and I didn't have it. And I'm not saying that for pity. It's just facts. Mm-hmm. But shout out to the people that that did love you like you were their own. Man, yes. Yes, shout out to them, and, and they know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, met more, I've met more people in the streets that I call family and that I love more than my actual own family. Mm-hmm. I, don't claim, I don't claim my biological family. They, they didn't give a fuck whenever me and my mom were homeless or whenever I was homeless. They didn't give a fuck when our fridge wasn't empty. You know, they didn't give a fuck. It's that out of sight, out of mind bullshit. Yeah, yeah no doubt. No and doubt. as a as a parent myself, I couldn't fathom that. You know, I there's there's just no way. It couldn't be me, you know. It couldn't yeah. be you. Given, given yourself put in the situation, no way. There's yeah. just no way. I, I just know at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure me and mine are straight. Mm-hmm. You don't let anyone go without. 
You, no, I mean, regardless I of whether they're family, whoever they are, because you don't know, let people. I know what it's like to go without. I know what it's like to, to not eat for three days. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to sleep outside. I know what it's like to be sleeping in your bed and snowflakes hitting you in the face. Yeah. Like, I, I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to, to really hurt. I know what it's like to wish wish this was over. Yeah. To wake up from that dream that is yeah. your life. Yeah. But, I, yeah. But you know what? That shit just made me into the man I am today. You know, people can say a lot about me, a lot of bad stuff. Some of it may be true. A lot of it may be true. I I take full responsibility for that. But what they could never say is I never, ever left my loved ones or my family and friends for dead if they called me i didn't give a fuck what it was i was coming and i was doing whatever they needed to and i didn't do it for clout i didn't do it to talk about it i did it just so they knew they had somebody Uh because i know what it's like i know what it feels like to have nobody and to make their situation make that bad dream go away you know, whether it's just for the day, just for the moment, to just know that they're okay. Just they're look them in their okay. eyes and tell you, like, man, I love you, and I'm sorry, and I'm here if you need anything, you know. And and my friends and family know that if I if anything I say, anything that comes out of my mouth, I mean it. Mm-hmm. You know, words are powerful. And people need to hear that, that someone loves them, you I, know. If you're I don't friend, end a phone call without if saying yeah, that. If you're my friend or family you know, or, or cousin, anything. I always say, I love you. I don't need to hear it back. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that somebody loves you. Right. And, and that's deep. And that's deep because, you know, s- some guys won't say it. Cause they're like, man, this nigga just said he loved me. But if I love you, it's, I love you. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not just a, a cool saying. Or not something. for show. Yeah. It's not, and it's not no. to be cool. No. It's to show endearment. I love you. You know, yeah. I've never been the type where, like, if I'm on the phone with my mom, my shorty, my brother, my cousin, doesn't matter who. I could be in public. I could be in a car full of fucking five homies. I'm ending that call with I love you. It does not matter. Mandatory. Mandatory. What if I don't get to see him again? Yeah, because I've I've had phone calls where I never got to see that person again. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... Losing people is already hard enough, but wondering if things could have been different, uh, whether you had just gotten to to say your final piece is hard for the people that have to carry their name on once they're gone. You know, everyone, I won't say takes on responsibility, but they feel a certain type of way when you lose someone close to you, which we have. Both of us have lost plenty of people very close to us that it it wasn't their time no nor should it have happened um and and even the ones when did they say they say they die of old age regardless uh death is hard as it is you know i don't want to ever feel like like they left this earth not knowing how i really felt yeah and that's that's you said it right there, bro. Like that's that's why I always say that, and and I don't say it if I don't mean it, you know. And that's like you know, with with being in the 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 streets and selling drugs, you know, like people people hated people like me. Like I remember, 
you know, just getting on Facebook and people being like, you know, shoot your local crack dealer, shoot your local heroin dealer. And it's like, I, I get their frustration. I do. I do. And, and I never, I, I didn't look at it as like, you know, fuck them. You know, they don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I do understand, you know, and that was, that was probably the biggest battle I ever had was having a good heart and living the way that I lived. That was probably the biggest battle I ever had because yeah, your moral compass is fucked up. Yeah. It and, gets all fucking out of whack. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, I know I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this. I know I could do, I could have the world. Mm -hmm. I'm confident. Anything I do, I'm the best at it. And I'm not saying that to be like, you know, big headed or nothing. No, it's, it's just a testament facts. to your work ethic though. Yeah, it's yeah. who you are as a person. If I want something, I go get it. I don't right. wait on it. You Why know? would you? I don't. Why would you? I say a prayer and I go get it. I can get behind that. You know? That kind of brings me to my, to my next topic is where did, where did your life start to change? What do you mean? Start to change? So like? there was, I mean, there was, there was definitely a pivotal, pivotal point where you decided I'm not living this lifestyle anymore. I want to be better. Where did that change come? Where were you at in life? The day that I made the choice? Just overall and the day. I want to know where you were leading up to and then the day that you said, no, enough is enough. Um, You know, I, I had always been on the fence. Like I said, I, I, I had, um, you know, issues with, um, you know, self-esteem issues because I didn't, I didn't think I would ever be anything more. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I would live to see the day I see now, mm -hmm. you know, I, me and all my, a homies, lot of people didn't a lot. Me and all my homies used to laugh. They'd be like, dude, you'll never see 21. Cause I was really living like that. Right. And I believed them, you know? So every, every day is a blessing for me, you know? And what it took honestly for me was to have it all to have, you know, all the money, all the, all the jewelry, all the girls, and lose it, get it back, doing the same thing, get it back, and having all, more than I've ever had in my life, and still looking around, and just feeling so lonely and empty, and dead inside, because I can't, I can't be me. This isn't the real me. The real me is a lover and a provider. Mm -hmm. You know, the real me is is being able to help somebody and teach somebody something. Like, I, I have a gift. I can look in people's eyes and see straight into their soul. And it's scary. People always are like, damn, Cody, like, like why you look so mean? And then, it's, you know, it's not that I'm looking mean. It's just I'm looking into your soul. Right. And it's you not know? reading people. It's deeper than just reading someone. Yeah. It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. Like. That is a you're the only person I know personally that can do something something like that, and it, and it 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 just it came you know I don't know if it's from living in so many different places and being around so many different people and seeing the 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 worst of the world and the and some of the best of the world and just seeing like you know stuff like that I don't know but it's a gift that I have. You know, some days it's it's cool to have, some days it's not because you see stuff in people that 
you don't want to see in him mm-hmm. and it disappoints you but at the end of the day it's like you know i when i looked in the mirror i can see my own and i know that that's not me i i everything any bad thing that i've ever done i stand on it mm-hmm. because i did it you know and I'm it not, made you who you are and it made me who i am bro and i i remember sitting in a cell and I got a phone call. One of my good friends, he's like, hey, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in prison at this time. Um, he's like, hey, man, you might want to call home. Um, you know, Mike D's dead. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, Thinking he's fucking yeah, with I'm, you. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up because my, my friend don't like Mike D. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking he's just talking shit. Sure enough, I go get on the phone, and it's true. And... um your world fucking turned upside down. Yeah, my world turned upside down. I was heartbroken. I was because him and and Skinny Alex Thomas, you know, whenever I was going to war, whenever it was shootouts every day, whenever it was shit was serious, those were the two people that never turned their backs on me, and they were by my side at wartime every time. They were there whenever it was good. They was there when it was bad. They they never made me question their loyalty. And and Skinny had already died at this point on Valentine's Day, and then now Mike Mike died, and and I just I, you know being in uh, you know you've never been in jail or prison, but like being in that situation, you can't hide your emotions. So I just said you know I said I love you, and I got off the phone, I hung up the phone, and I just went straight to the shower and hopped in the shower, and I just cried, dude. I took I took like a two hour shower just sitting in there just crying because I was so heartbroken that I knew I was never going to get to say goodbye and get that closure. And I, and I knew I never got to tell him that I loved him again. And he knows it. We, every time we talked, it was, I love you, bro. Mm -hmm. And, And it was like that. But I, but just knowing that, you know, that the two people closest to me that weathered the storms that believed in me, you know, they're, they're gone behind drugs and alcohol broke my heart bro and that was that was the turning point where I just I looked up to whoever was listening God Buddha whoever the shower stall I didn't <laughs> right. care I just looked up and I was like man I there's got to be more than this you know there's got to be more than this I gotta live for them and that's and it wasn't and it wasn't like a pity thing it was just I know now I have to live for for them, for Mike Deskins and Alex Thomas, Skinny and Mike D. I have to live for them, mm-hmm. and that's that's exactly what motivated me. You know, I, I of course I, I I wasn't a new, brand new man after that. You know, when I came home, I still made a few mistakes. I was still slipping into talking to old friends and you know, doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I was still just trying to, you know, I knew I didn't want to live like that no more. I just didn't know how. Right. And a great, great friend of mine, his name is um, Tink. They call him Tattoo Tink. Me and him have a similar story. Um, We both grew up in troubled homes, and um, he did a lot of time in prison. But he came home, and he started messing with the cars and he's like, bro, he's like, you're so much smarter than that, man. Buy some of these cars, make some money off of it. And I did, I invested the last little 
five, ten thousand I had, I bought some whips and it didn't I didn't make no money right away. Like I struggled. I struggled for a couple months, worked a regular job, you know, like I struggled, but once I started selling them cars, I had to go back and give that man a hug and tell him I love you and I thank you and I appreciate you because you gave me a way to eat. You gave me a way out of the streets. Yes. You had confidence in me when I didn't have confidence in myself. And, you know, that's just how I I, I elevated. You know, I, I built off his energy because he, he came home and, and didn't sell no drugs, didn't, didn't rob nobody nothing. He owns a house. He's got full custody of his kids, and he's an excellent dad. And he's got the same kind of background as me. Like people that, you know, society call worthless or need to be shot in the head, you know, but he's the best dad I know. Mm-hmm. And he did it all from the muscle. He got it all out the mud. And it gave me so much inspiration. Like I get chills talking about it because I feed off of that. Yeah. You know, to see somebody that's been where I've been do better, I feed off that. Like I'm hungry. And I don't mean like for food. I mean I'm hungry for success. I'm hungry Growth. to do better. I'm hungry to to leave my family something, you know, not just a a, a name or, or a fucking you know reputation. You you borderline probably formed a resentment to to drugs after losing two very very close people to you related. Yeah related to drugs and alcohol I, d- I did form a resentment bro right i did but at the same time you know i i had to be honest with myself they made those choices mm-hmm. they made those choices like people get mad at drug dealers all the time and and i get i get their frustration but you don't know what that guy's going through you're absolutely you right you don't you don't know what that guy's going through and and I'm I'm not making excuses. I'm not glamorizing the lifestyle. This is just my story. And so for me to lose two people that were the closest to me in the whole fucking world, like, bro, it broke my heart. I didn't think I'd ever be able to love again. I didn't think I'd ever be able to have friends again. I didn't think I'd ever be able to date again. I, didn't, I was too scared to open my heart because everything that I had built my life around just took the two things that I loved the most. Is, and and that's what's crazy is something that gave you everything also took it all away. Yeah, it did, bro. And it's it heartbreaking. Did. It did. I was on my, I was sleeping on my mom's couch. That is uh that that also makes you you feel betrayed in some ways. Not so much to a person, but to to what that that lifestyle is. You know, and to just be jaded on. I I can speak from the opposite end of the spectrum, as someone who, who was always dependent on some substance, and yeah, it's easy to to blame for when. It's easy to blame the dealer instead of the addict, um, or the user, regardless of what your situation is. Um, but the reality is, is that I made the decision day in and day out to live that lifestyle, to stay sick in the head and to feed that instead of emotional growth. So who do I blame there? 
you know, and and I've met plenty of 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 drug dealers that aren't bad people. Much like me, they lost their they lost their way at some point. They felt that they had no other option. Why blame them for the decisions I was going to make? Because I would have I would have went somewhere else, yeah. and maybe that next guy wouldn't have cared that much. Maybe that next dude would have fucking shot me in the head because he was low on his re up money. Yeah, but didn't have none to give me. Didn't want to give me no bullshit. It, it happens, happens every day. Yeah. It happens every day. Those are the near-death encounters that sometimes when you're living that life, you don't even process that you're tiptoeing on the edge. I, I've chalked it up as this is what comes with it. Right. Because you know, it is. I didn't leave. I didn't leave my house without a gun. And it wasn't because the area I grew up in, we didn't carry guns. We would get out in the street and make you say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Beat you to death until you're screaming to stop. Now these days, you know, these dudes are scared to get a black eye or a busted lip. They listen to all these rappers and they carry these guns. Right. Everyone. Only, Everyone. Only, only people they're beating up on is their girl. Mm-hmm. For real. Like... I don't respect that. And when is that shit going to stop? Because that's something that I just cannot comprehend. Are you it that weak no, in the mind as a man? Stop. You know why it won't stop? Because the music, they portray it as okay. Um, the, 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 um, the lifestyle that the women and men are living in, you know, they, they say it's okay as, you know, oh, she did this. She deserves it. it she no. never fucking deserves it. Never. Nobody deserves it have to be have the hands put on them by their lover somebody that they love or or want to be with there's and no to someone excuse. that's just uh, in all ways more dominant there's no excuse bro physically I, I don't care i'll say it on the air if you put your hands on females you're a fucking punk ass bitch Quote fuck me. you fuck you little bitch yeah <laughs> Can't whoop me. <laughs> Can't whoop me though. I'm not your girl. <laughs> no, it's Hashtag not, it's that not, shit. Yeah, it's not funny. It's really not funny because the it, reality it those dudes get what they. The, as soon as you touch down, you hit the walls. You hit the joint. As soon as someone checks your paperwork, it's over for okay, you. You're dog. dealt with immediately. So any, any child, any child, uh, any child cases. Oh, at any. Or, or at child any. endangerment. Any. Um, if you're a piece of shit. Yeah. That's what they'll call like you, that, a piece you of shit. You get dealt with. But now they're protected. They're protected in prison. Um, it'll be a hate crime. You'll 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 get charged more time for. There's people that straight don't care. They yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, there's some people that aren't mm-hmm. coming home. And good for those and people. Shout out to them guys. Shout out to them. Free them. Free yeah. those guys. Free the real. Keep the rest. That's Fucking right, dude. You know, I, I but I. I. I'm no different, you know. I just they didn't give me life, you know. I'm no I'm no better or no different. Only difference is I just made a choice that I'm gonna try something new. If I could go spend a hundred thousand dollars to re up on some shit that I might not even be able to sell, that I might get caught with, or mm-hmm. that I might get killed over. Why why can't I go invest a hundred thousand in these houses and these cars that you can't take from me anymore right. because I'm living right? That I can leave on to my family, I can build equity, I can get loans off of this shit, and I can build residual income to where I can live right. Fact. And never have to worry about nothing. 
hell yeah, I'm trying it. Fuck yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It was hard as fuck. It was very humbling. It was very, very humbling to to have to sleep on my mom's couch until I could sell a couple of cars and figure it out. And but get you, outside of yourself. Yeah, bro. bro. It took some real deep soul searching and I'm still not perfect. You know, I'm still not perfect. But I, I, as long as I'm better, uh, a better person than I was yesterday, I'm, I'm happy and I'm thankful. You know, as long as I'm still able to answer the phone, my grandma calls, she's hungry or she needs something. You know, if I, as long as my little sister can still call me and, hey, bub, you know, I need a car. Or I need, you know, this or that. As long as my mom can still call me like, hey, will you help me stand these stairs? Whatever. Man, I'm life is fucking great for me. And I love to hear that. Because I know a lot of dudes with a lot of money that are still some some bitches. Money right. does not make you real. Uh-huh. And money. you see that all the time. You see that in pop culture and day-to-day life. You see people that think that they are better than because they got more zeros in their bank account than the dude standing next to them. Yeah, no doubt. That don't make you a man. No, it don't. Might make you rich, but it doesn't make you a man. Yeah, it don't. You're exactly right. I just realized, you know, for me, it was like once, once Mike had died and Skinny had died, you know, I, I looked around and I'm like, this is what I got. This is what I got coming. You know, if I make those same choices, this is what I got coming. You know, I'm going to be in the same, in the, in the, in the same situation in the dirt. Mm Mm-hmm. And I won't have another chance. So for them, I know, I know. Bottom line, they want me to live a better life. Right. That's what we always wanted for each other was just a better life. So I wish they could see it now, because they would never have believed the change that I made. You know, they they. You know, they're proud. Yeah, I know they would be super proud. But it's like, you know, I, I, I try to live for them, you know, and that's all I can do. You know, I try to as much bad as I put into the world for so many years. You know, my thing now is I just put good into the world, random acts of kindness, whether it's paying for somebody's groceries, you know, handing out coats, mm-hmm. um, fucking giving somebody a ride, you know, anything, whatever it is, you know, like. Paying somebody's rent if I can, you know what, whatever I, I do that and I don't mention it because I feel like, whenever you do something for somebody and you mention it or you record it, you're blocking your blessings. Fact. If you do it, if you do it from your heart, that's how you know, that like, you're really doing it for, for them. You're doing it for yourself. Right. You're, and you're, oftentimes that reward of not, taunting it to the world. You get plenty better blessings in return. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because you don't know. You don't know who that person is. You don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. They they might they might be a millionaire. They might have just just wanted to see if you would do it. Right. You know, like, you, you know, it was just a, a scenario. But it's like, you know, I always treat people with respect and a little bit of love and understanding because I know what it's like to come from the bottom and I know what it's like to really hurt and Uh I know what it's like to really be without. So I don't ever judge anybody. If, if I look, if I'm looking down on somebody, 
It's only because I'm giving them a hand to pick them up. Right. Which is straight respect, bro. Straight respect on that side. What, uh, without giving away any uh, business opportunities or anything like that, what do you have planned next for you? As far as what? Business growth. Wise? Just growth, growth in general. Where do you um, look to be next? Um, you know, I set a, I set a goal, um, uh, for this year to to see a hundred thousand and a good legally, goal to set legally right and um to own some cars and properties and um you know I, I i've made it that far so i'm i'm still trying to figure out what direction i want to go um i'm not sure but you know if i wake up tomorrow and i find a a great deal on a million soccer balls. Guess what? I'm gonna go buy them, and I'm gonna find bitches that kick them. Yep, you know, be that <laughs> soccer ball salesman. I am, right? You know? Like I, I do not say no to to um, you know any chance to better myself or my situation because, especially legally, because you know I'm just now realizing my potential. You know, I didn't think I could make it in the legal world. And it's awesome waking up to who you're supposed to be in society, yeah. like who yeah. you're truly meant to be in society and kind of just like working out the uh, ironing out the details of everything. Yeah. And that's why I'm a loner. That's why like you never see me hanging out at clubs. You never see me with a group of people because a lot of people I can't relate to. They won't understand. They can't understand. And whenever I speak, I, I don't I don't when I speak a vision, I don't, I don't do it to brag or, or, or glow. I do it as, you know, as like, this is where I'm aiming. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I'm trying to do. Like I, I'm in a perfect world. You know, I want to start two more businesses next year. Try to do a quarter million. But, and continue double, double, double. Yeah. But you, and at the same time, you're providing, hope you're providing jobs you're providing things in ways that you, i know you never saw possible and probably yeah. a lot of people didn't see possible you know yeah. i can never i can never get rent at nice places because i have felonies and i didn't have mm -hmm. pay stubs so for anybody that comes and rents for me i don't need pay stubs i'm not going to sweat you for pay stubs mm -hmm. just pay the rent right first time you don't you got to go <laughs> and that's you know? fact though and that's it it's it's and it's like i i understand shit happens and i'm not a dickhead i probably wouldn't kick them out for that i'd probably give them a chance to make it up let them make payments right because i'm very understanding i know like i said again and again i know what it's like to be without as long as people are honest with you yeah you can't lose being honest with me yep you can't lose because I want to be honest with you. And you're a, you're you're a problem solver. You've always been. So come to me. Whether you're coming to me with a problem, or you're coming to me with a solution that you've created, I'm gonna tell you how we handle this best, and let's move forward together. Period. And people find comfort in that. Thank I know you. people flock to you for that reason alone. Many other reasons, but that reason in particular, people find comfort in you. But a lot of people are intimidated by me. Bro. And I'm sure. But it's because they don't understand the vision. They yeah. do not. Yeah. Which is okay. Because everyone has to understand their vision in life. 
uh, the, the business mentality is not for everyone. I understood that pretty quick when I got into creating my own brand inside of a brand. Right. I understand it. I also understand that not everyone does. And someone might love me. The next person might think I am a shit bag because I like to take risk and make money opportunities that the normal person wouldn't make. So when, when I think of you, I think of gratitude. Um, I, you're a very grateful person, you know, um, I know that you're humbled by your experiences. Talk to me about that. Yeah, man. Like I just, you know, it, it took a long time because, uh, you know, I never had nothing given to me in life. And I'm so thankful for that because, you know, I could I could be somebody sitting around with my hand out or waiting on mom and dad to do something for me. But instead, you know, I say a prayer and I go get it. And, you know, everything that I have today, like not even just financially and asset wise, but just a peace of mind and a good heart in a second chance at life like I owe it to you know the people closest to me and 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 my haters I owe it to them too because without the doubt without them you know shitting on my name without them you know wanting me dead without without all that you know I probably would still be doing the same thing I was doing Mm -hmm. you know which was terrorizing the world you know I like I, I wanted to just really be grateful and appreciative to like, you know, my mom for never giving up my grandma, um, skinny, Alex Thomas, Mike D shorty, um, tink, you know, Scotty Campana, shout out to Scotty Campana, Scotty Campana, shout out. He, he, you know, no, nobody can say nothing bad about that man to me because, he had no business inviting me in his home. If he really knew what I was into, then he had no business inviting me into his home. But he's seen it in my eyes, and he said, you're going to be great one day. He said, you're just going to have to leave the bullshit behind. And and I, a lot of stuff that I learned from Scotty, I still use to this day. And, um, you know, I just wish I could hug his neck right now and tell him thank you. And I love you, Scotty, for believing in me. Um you know, everything that I have now, like, I owe it to them. You know, I, I would like to say that I did everything on my own and, and that this was all self, self-made, self but really, you know, I, I needed them. I needed them because I didn't believe in myself. You know, I, I believed the haters. I believed I would never be nothing. I believed I would be dead or, or in prison doing life. But now here I am having my way trying to own half the city, the same city that I used to terrorize. Right. You know, so, you know, my, my goal is to just give people hope for real. That's, that's one thing I want to do is just give people hope. Like people that are going through shit, like whether you can relate or not, people that are going through relationship stuff, like, you know, dealing with a, a a horrible significant other, like give them hope. It will get better. You just got to love yourself. That's what I had to do. I had to look inside and love myself, the good and the bad. And only then did stuff start getting better for me, bro. 
like until I was completely honest with myself and and took a look around and and took time to love myself because you can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself right you can't it's impossible it's impossible you might have love for them Mm -hmm. but you can't do it so you know and that's where I'm at you know I just I'm so grateful for the women in my life you know because all my family is women I'm so grateful for them because they believed in me even on my worst days being in the newspaper you know trial dates you know they they believed in me and they always told me you're going to be okay and I didn't believe them but you know here I am now I'm alive I didn't have to bring a gun here you know I didn't I didn't you know, my phones aren't ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody seeing me here. I don't have to worry about that today. You know, now I'm worrying about what I, where I'm going to park these next 10, 20 cars I buy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> who, who I'm going to rent these, who I'm going <laughs> to rent these rentals to, you know, like shit's all right today. And, and, and I did it all and just believing in myself and being honest and, and staying true to the people that stay true to me. And, and I owe it all to them. And I would give them the shirt off my back, the last dollar I had, and they know that. And, you know, that's just how I live today. I, I You know, you spend so much time putting so much bad into the world. I believe that the only way I can deal with that is to just put good into the world. Yeah, an equal or greater amount of good. Set an example. Mm-hmm. Set an example. You know, like truly being the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, I never thought I would live to see this day. Mm-hmm. So to be here chopping it up with you, like like telling you what I've been through, like some of the stuff I've never shared. We really didn't get super deep and intimate. But, you know, I, I feel like things that we talked about, you know, I've never talked about with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like. You you you'll get the truth from me always, bro, and you'll you'll get the 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 dirt, the the good stuff, the bad stuff. Like you know, I don't pick and choose. Right. You know, I stand on all that because at one point in time, that's who I was. It's not who I am today. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, there was nothing short of facts this episode. I mean, everything was just straight from the heart, truth, a hundred percent. And one other thing really is, is if someone wanted to reach out to you on a, on a business standpoint, whether that be, uh, for a vehicle, a rental, uh, even a business proposition, whatever that might be, uh, where can they find you kind of shout, shout out your, your business. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, um, I haven't put an LLC on it yet okay. because I'm still learning the logistics of all the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I do have a Facebook. It's Cody Banks, Banks with the S. Um, my Instagram is um, Cody Banks as well, but it's spelled with uh, three Z's. So Cody Bank with three Z's. That's my Instagram. You know, you can message me there. You can message me on Facebook. Um I do have a business phone. I didn't bring it with me today because I didn't want to get distracted. But, uh-huh. um, you know, that that number, I, I can post it or, you know, on our next episode, I'll post it. But, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm just here trying to make it just like the next person. But I'm, I also want to give people that, you know, don't get chances. I want to be able to give those people a chance. You know, if right. I've been through so much that, you know, I, I feel like I can help somebody. If I just help one person, you know, then it was all worth it. Everything I went through, it was all worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm just glad we were both getting given the opportunity to be here to do this today. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you just like dropping knowledge, giving me insight on so many things. I mean, and you guys listening at home, like we take breaks throughout this. And like, I mean, let alone what we've talked about on air, off air, like you've helped me through some things that I just needed to hear somebody else say. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm truly appreciative to have you here and for anyone listening, we're going to do an episode, another one very soon. So I kind of wanted to give you guys a chance to digest everything, process what we talked about today and see what questions that you might have, whether you want that to be an anonymous question or not, isn't totally up to you. I'm okay with either, um, but to just either get some more insight or to see where he stands on certain topics. Let me know what it is that you guys want to hear, and we will make that episode happen very, very soon. Uh, aside from that, bro, do you have anything else you want to shout out? Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to, um, shout out to everybody that believed in me. You know, um, my mom, my sisters, um, my 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 family that aren't blood, but they're family. Um, you know, shout out, shout out to Tink, man, for giving me a way, you know, believing in me, giving me a way to eat whenever I didn't want to go back to the streets. Um, you know, and, and shout out to, uh, you know, Mike D and Skinny, man, because, you know, I, I get to live for you guys. And, um, you know, I, I take that with honor because, you know, I would never let them down. And, you know, instead of, the same block that I used to tear up, you know, I'm trying to buy that bitch now. Right. Isn't that crazy too? <laughs> I'm trying to buy that bitch now, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm not perfect. I never was, but I, I, as long as I'm a better man than I was yesterday, man, I'm, I'm okay with mm -hmm. that. You know, I'm super humble. You can reach out to me. You can ask me questions. If you, you know, got questions about cars, if you need a cheap, reliable car for you know, for cash, um, you know, you can, you can reach out to me. I'm very down to earth and humble and willing to help any way I can. Um, I, I'm, I'm getting into the, uh, the residential, um, you know, stuff as far as renting and buying houses and stuff. This is all new to me. So, um, I don't have a lot of options right now, but, there will be in, in the near future, you know? Um, so as far as that goes, you know, business, any type of business opportunities, you know, if you want to invest or you want me to invest, you know, I'm always open to anything like that. I'm a, I'm a bona fide hustler. Like I, in all ways, in right. all ways, I don't say no to nothing. I just don't sell drugs no more. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting it for real though. You're yeah, getting it for getting real it for this real, time. Off the muscle. And I love to see it. So yeah, let us know what it is that you guys want to hear from us next questions, comments, anything like that. Uh, cause like I said, we'll be doing another episode here soon, bro. I appreciate it, man. 
Yeah, what? Maybe next week. Yeah, next very week? soon. Okay. As soon as as okay. soon as we start to get the uh, the comments and questions rolling in, yeah. we'll set that date. No doubt. All right, you bro. Give me a day heads up, man, and and it's yours. I love to hear it. Yeah, so no doubt. thanks for having me, bro. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Seriously. Yeah. Stay I know blessed, there's guys. plenty of things you could have been doing today, man. Yeah, but you know what, man? I like I was telling you, man. Like people need to hear this, right? People and you're absolutely right. I wish I would have heard. I wish I would have heard this years ago. I might not have bumped my head as many mm-hmm. times. But right. I didn't. I didn't think people like me would ever make it out. Right. Because you don't see it. You just don't see it. So let us know what it is that you guys want to see. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Mindify Crash podcast, and we will catch you next week. Take it easy. Later.